Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. All right, it is good to be with you on this Tuesday afternoon. Uh, everybody had a wonderful holiday so weekend. Good. good. Chris and I watched what is arguably one of the worst movies I have ever seen based on a true story with two pretty top fish build actors. So this is a run away, do not run to. Yes. Okay. But one of those movies that because it's based on a true story, we go down a rabbit hole and we start like investigating what really happened with this. So we've had this case happen in the last year or two where a pilot up in the air goes unconscious or has a medical emergency. There have been two of these lately. And then the passenger has to like jump up front as the plane is nosediving. Take the controls. Take the controls, yeah. save the plane. We had one guy safely land the plane with zero piloting experience in this last year. And then we had a woman who crash landed on the grass somewhere in Martha's Vineyard. And I think it was her husband who had maybe a heart attack and died. So there, there's a true story about this happening uh, like in 2010 or something. And there's now a movie about it starring Dennis Quaid and Heather, 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 who was in, um, oh, my gosh. Uh, oh, my gosh. I almost said Bridesmaids. The best movie of all time where they go to Vegas and we lost Doug. It'll come to oh, me. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I keep wanting to say Locklear. You know who I'm talking I, I, about. I, yes, I just watched uh, so Hangover I'm last night. So I'm scrolling through, and it says you might be interested in this movie, a true story about the heroics of this dad when a pilot dies. Heather Graham. Thank you. Ten minutes into the flight, the pilot dies, Scott. So keep in mind, not only is the pilot dead, he is a grown body of, you know, let's say 250 pounds that they then have to pull out somehow of the pilot seat while the plane is going down, and the passenger, played by Dennis Quaid, has to jump up and is trying to radio people and you just and the real audio is, is out a, is there. This a true it story? is a true story. Okay. Where he says, uh, we have an emergency, I need help. The pilot is dead. Somebody help me. My wife and kids are on board. I don't know how to fly this plane. Oh. I'm not even gonna tell you the name of the movie. It is so bad. It is so bad. It's almost like they found this story, which is an incredible story. And you know how with the miracle on the Hudson, they made a great full hour and a half movie out of the miracle mm-hmm. on the Hudson, even though the miracle on the Hudson, how long did it take Sollenberger to bring that plane down? I don't know, 15 seconds or something. Right. They made an entire film that was a watchable film 
with Miracle on the Hudson. This was the opposite of that, where it's a great story. You're saying it's a terrible movie. Oh, they are terrible. It's, it's you know, 30 minutes of drama that that plane is up there and he brings it down. Mm-hmm. And they try. How do you fill a movie, Scott? They try to do a family barbecue before to show how, how happy the family is. And then they they're, they're, you, they're just some things that are great in real life as stories that don't necessarily translate well to cinema. I'm, I'm going to throw out a couple of names here. Yeah. And you tell me if any of these, since you will not tell us what this movie oh, is. Oh, God, it's terrible. Was it On a Wing and a Prayer? Yes, it is <laughs> so bad. <laughs> to the point that Heather Graham, who is a great actress, is sitting in the passenger seat of that cockpit going, you've got this, honey. I believe in you and the Lord. You're going to bring this plane down, honey. I love you. We've been through so much together. You bring that plane down, honey. I mean, it is one of the worst acted movies what? I have ever seen in my entire life. It Do you just, remember it, how it, good it, Heather it Graham was? It literally just came out. In Boogie Nights? Do you remember how good she yeah. is? She is I remember how good she was in Hangover. Actress. She's a great actress. Dennis Quaid, great actor. Mm-hmm. You put them in a plane that's going down, you no, will no, laugh they're not, they're not good together. out loud. At one point, he's trying to figure out how to fly the plane, and one of the daughters goes... I think I ate something with peanuts in it. I'm having an EpiPen emergency. And they go, oh, my God, pray. She's having a peanut allergy reaction as the plane is going down. So is this like one of those? um... It is the most poorly directed, poorly written, and then poorly acted because it's so poorly written movies I've ever seen in my life. Now, it is an SAM. It is only 102 minutes. That being being said. It is a short-ass movie. Look up the actual story. Of what happened. It is an incredible story. It just does not translate to a movie. Okay. He's like, honey, is there a manual? She's like, I'm looking. I think this is a manual. I mean, it's just terrible. It just says here, the, the, the film is based on the 2009 true story of Doug White. Yep. An airline passenger who was forced to land a King Air 200. Okay. That he was traveling with his wife and children on after the pilot unexpectedly died mid-flight. All true. With no co-pilot on board. All true. Now, what they don't tell you in the movie is that the husband, played by Dennis Quaid, um, It got skewered, by the way, on Rotten Tomatoes. Sam, try to pull up actual Doug White. Is that his name? Doug White, yeah. Actual recording of Doug White's Mayday Call in flight. It is so gripping because he he is saying, I need help here. Mm-hmm. Someone is going to have to help me land this plane. What they don't tell you is that Doug White was a pilot for many years, took like 20 years off, had just gotten back into flying, and had flown planes before, never with a dead pilot in the front seat. But it wasn't exactly this true story this last couple of years where there was someone in the cockpit with zero I see. hours. Uh, by the way, from Rotten Tomatoes, sixteen percent positive reviews. I would go lower than that. Okay. If you can find the trailer, I'm telling you, Scott, the acting. I almost want you to watch it because it is so bad. What? You will not understand why Dennis Quaid agreed to it or Heather Graham agreed to it, and then it's just, it's <laughs> just so bad. I know you can land this plane, honey. You do it. If they had just done a documentary about what really happened with the audio and Doug White going, uh, "You got the Lord," I, it it's bad. 
So is this like one of those? <laughs> and it's like, okay, we need to fill some time. Why don't All we right. have a peanut allergy in the back? So let me let me ask you this. So who who's the kid from? Um, gosh, dang it, Cameron. Um, Kirk. Kirk Cameron. Yes. So he has made kind of an industry out of doing religiously yes. based films. But you can have a good religious based film, and these people is, were obviously is, religious. Is this? Dennis Quaid's Kirk Cameron religiously based. No, because I think most of us would be praying up there if the pilot's dead. And you're like, uh, yeah, I don't know sure. how to fly a plane. But but you you you, you see what I'm saying? The, yeah. the genre. You've got this, honey. I, I maintain four thousand. Here's the call. Miami Center, King Air Five Five Nine or Delta Whiskey. Five Five Nine or Delta Whiskey, Miami Center. Here's your loud and clear, homie. I got declared emergency. My pilot is unconscious. I need help up here. Is that the actual? That is the actual Doug White oh, wow. recording. Oh. Pilot is unconscious, and then he comes back at some point and says, he's dead. I'd, you're going to have to help me land this plane. Hmm. It, I mean, hmm. it's, it's so bad, but it's such a it's, missed it's a opportunity great, it's a great story. because it's a great story. Yeah. So Chris and I immediately were like, oh, I got to hear about this. But well, they couldn't use the real footage because this is a 40. I mean, this was a 40 minute process. And yeah. I have the full air traffic control to get that plane on the ground. And he had never landed this particular type of plane. And there but, were but heavy he had, winds. But he had flown before. Yeah. Once you read like the actual story, it's like he was a pilot, but not. OK, then. Then why am I wasting an hour and two minutes of my life? At one point, Heather Graham's character goes, we've been through worse, honey, together. And I literally looked at Chris and I go. Your plane is going down. What kind of marriage do you have that you've been through worse, Nine one, Heather? 913-586-7798. When we get back, I only bring this up because of the footage out of the landing. Is it in Japan, Scott, where the planes? Oh, yes. That was in Japan. Yes. yes. I heard that, that in Dan's in to- newscast. That was in Tokyo. Yeah. You've seen the video? Yes. I have seen the video. That plane is on, on fire. fire. Yes. It's incredible. And I believe no passengers died. Five crew members. And I want to ask about that when we get back. Okay. 913-586-7798. Run away from On a Wing and a Prayer. Yes. Run toward the Wikipedia page of the actual story of Doug White. (laughs) 913. I believe in you, honey. You've got this. We've been through worse. 586 Seven seven nine eight. So what the heck happened? Was it a smaller plane that collided so, with the the Japanese Boeing? Did, did, did you see the video? It's have you seen I, the video from inside? Japan Airlines says its crew was cleared to land by air traffic control before colliding with the Japan Coast Guard plane at Tokyo's airport. After landing, the Japan Airlines Airbus A350 collided with a Japan Coast Guard aircraft. Got it. So the big plane hit the little plane. Correct. And caught fire. Uh, Japan Airlines says there were three three members of the crew in the cockpit of the flight, along with nine members of the crew in the cabin. A total of 367 passengers were on the flight. 359 adults, eight infants, 
Uh, five people were in the Japan Coast Guard uh, Dash 8. They were all killed. So everyone on the small plane was killed except the pilot, I read. But everyone on the large plane, even survived. the infant, survived. survived. Which when you see the video of this flaming... It, it is on fire. Huh. It's amazing how anybody I, ever got off that plane alive. I, I don't understand that be, either. Be, be, <laughs> Just from the impact. Are you laughing? No, I'm not laughing. I'm laughing at something I'm about to say. How many times have we talked on this show yeah. about deplaning? Um, constantly. Okay. And you and I have a, and, and I think most people do, uh, a horrible uh, opinion of the way people deplane. Correct. And the fact that people were able to get off of this plane and survive, when it normally takes about 45 minutes okay. for people to deplane, is incredible. So this is on Twitter today in all caps, how to survive a plane crash. Passengers on the Japan Airlines flight were moments away from death, but this is what they did correctly to stay alive. And this is from a Fly Guy Travels, okay? Okay. The entire time, because there's video from inside after this crash happened, everyone is calm. It shows everyone getting up, in an orderly fashion and following the flight attendant's directions, not a single person stops to film anything or go into the overhead bin to grab their luggage. Mm. And everyone survived. And I wonder, in an emergency, do you instinctively, now this is time to pay attention, like I should have read that placard in the back of the seat that everybody tells me to read that no one ever reads or would do you think americans here we go what i'm just going to be honest do you think most americans would panic and would grab stuff out of the overhead so from the text line and that that as soon as you went to the word americans and we don't know there could have been americans on board it was a japanese airline but i yes you know what i'm saying chances are they they weren't this fly guy says japanese passengers are known for being the best passengers in an emergency. And somebody on the text line immediately wrote in, would the result have been the same if this was an American airline? If there were Americans on that plane? Um, because let's be honest, we suck at traveling. Sam, do you have Twitter pulled up in there? I do. Will you go to a Fly Guys travel? Sure. A Fly Guy travels, pardon me, a Fly Guy travels and i'd like to hear the audio from inside the plane because all i'm reading here it says they don't take luggage they are calm no one is screaming and and that to me is hard to believe because i do feel like in an emergency i would be laser focused on paying attention to the directions Mm -hmm. but i would also be screaming like a maniac would you grab your luggage no i would not either no because i think even when when um the miracle on the Hudson, one of the things you hear after that crash landing onto the Hudson with, with Sollenberger is they're saying, don't take anything. Get out. And I think I would be like, yeah, I'm not going to go. I'm sorry, sir. Back there in row 54D, can you hand me my suitcase? Yeah. Like, I think, it, you know, the plane is it's, on fire. It's, it's the Samsonite. Right. <laughs> it's a black handle. Samsonite. No, not that one. The other one. No. One more down. One more down. Are Americans different? 
Well, I'm curious why the fly guy says Japanese passengers are known as the best in an emergency. Somebody on the text line says 100% sure this would not have been the outcome in the United States. Sadly, it would take one of us, and we have many, to try to get their crap, and we would be done. Somebody else writes in. Americans would not be able to wow. do this. Wow, really? You don't. Your plane is on fire. It has hit another plane on the tarmac, and you're worried about your luggage. Uh, Americans are blank <clears throat> and don't give a damn about their fellow man. Okay. Let me ask you this. Would you react differently if you were flying alone versus flying uh, with your mother the way Jamie was when the fires broke out in Maui Mm. or with your children on board? Because I think I would panic if I was on that plane with kids. And there were infants on this plane. How did the infants even survive the impact? But there were only eight. Now that's a lot I, of infants, but but there were 367 people on board. <laughs> There's eight babies on there. I'm sorry, I'm gonna say what everyone's thinking. I might have been praying that. <laughs> wow, what would she say? <laughs> wow, what, what did she just say? I'm sorry, what, what I didn't hear what she said. I, I, I'm not gonna repeat it. We had an incident with a toddler in a restaurant okay. last night. I'm just trying to say. Did you just say eight. you wish that plane <laughs> no, would no, go if down? You just said if you were on a plane with eight <laughs> infants. What happened last night? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'll play the audio later. Play it now. Well, anyway, no. what I was going to say is they're also experts in chaotic uh, transportation, embarkment, and disembarkment. Well, no, wait. What does that mean? Meaning their entire lifestyle, every day in their life, they are getting on busy subways, getting off busy subways, getting aren't? on busy buses. Well, in New York, no, we, we are. No, we hop in our truck and drive to the work. Well, but in New York, we get in subways. And- Maybe New Yorkers ha- would have a fine time getting off that plane, but... Okay, let me ask you this. If most of the passengers were from Japan, is Sam right? I've never been to Japan, where it they are so used to mass transit of all kinds in a way that in America you've got this melting pot of rural, urban, you know, we've got so, people listening to the show who've never been on a subway in their life or maybe never been on an airplane, right. where Japan is so dense, is it possible that they're all better at this because of the way they're laid out? I, I think the better question is... Uh, is would the result be the same if that plane landed in New York as if it landed in Kansas City? I agree. And I, I I'm going to be honest. If that plane landed, and, and go I, back to the miracle on the Hudson. That was an orderly, right? Very successful New York. New York. No one died. No. One flight attendant was severely injured in the back, I believe, but no one died. Mm-hmm. And everyone followed directions. And keep in mind, at that point, Scott, they had water pouring in. And I don't want to rank what would be more terrifying, <clears throat> water pouring into the fuselage or flame and smoke. And but, but would the reaction have been the same regarding the, the, the Hudson, the Tokyo? What if that plane landed in Kansas City? There's only so many oops, sorry's I forgot my bag before the plane blows up. No, because if people were starting to say, I want my bag, that's where the flight attendants come in. They are trained to get your you-know-what off that plane. And if you become 
you in but, but, wa- wa- grabbing your bag, you are now putting everyone else's but, life in danger. But, but we're talking about 357 people on a on a plane. I, huge plane. Obviously, this is a huge plane. There are how many flight attendants? Ten? If not more than that. I if, would say 12, 15. Okay, 15. Yeah. Directing 359 people to get off of a flight. I would like to think we would do it, and we would do it correctly, and we would all come together. From the text line, Japanese people are just more accustomed to following orders than Americans. It's a culture thing. Mm. Is it? I don't know. I think I agree with Sam more, that maybe it's just a transportation thing. 913-586-7798-586-7798. Sam Stevie the Third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks. Don't forget to check out our podcast, available anytime you want, anywhere you go. Just go to kmbz.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. All right, let's go to Joe in Grantville. What's up, Joe? Hey, how y'all doing today? We're we're doing well, man. Thank you. How's your happy new year going? (laughs) I slept right through midnight, but yes, it's going well so far. (laughs) Oh, so did I. Uh, So I got a couple points to make with this whole flight. Uh, First, someone mentioned how... You know, the Japanese people, they they live in a kind of hectic and clustered life, you know, subways and this and that. But New York also does the same. The biggest difference there is the Japanese people are inherently just polite. New York, you know, hey, we're walking here. You know, they, they're, they're always upset at each other, what? right? What? <laughs> that was a terrible accent, Joe, but your, your point is taken. I'm, I'm not a professional actor. I'm just a truck driver. Uh Second, it, you know, as a truck driver, I cannot trust that not one person would try to grab their bag because you would think people would not text and drive or be on their phone driving, and I see five or six or seven people 
every day doing that. I can't trust that not one person would not try to stop and grab their bag. I think we would just all burn up in you know, <laughs> big old flame. Oh, man, it would just be bad. It would be a good old Kansas City barbecue if that happened. <laughs> yeah, oh, maybe. my gosh, Joe. I, w- I want you to be wrong, but I don't know that you are. Uh, I don't think I am. <laughs> I'm telling you, I, I, honestly, if, if that plane lands in Kansas City, I don't think anybody gets off it alive. I don't know. I do want to play a little bit of this. It's not silent. And we we don't know if some of this is the, the flight attendants yelling directions. This is the sound. You know, there's there's noise. And this is as after the crash, as it is coming to a slow and you can start to see um, haze inside the aircraft that is very clearly smoke. Smoke. Yes. Okay. Uh, Brian in Waldo. Brian, good afternoon. Hi. Good, good afternoon. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Thank you for asking. Fabulous. Um, my only comment was, like, I mean, you have to understand, uh, Japanese culture is very communal-based. It's about the greater of the community, about everybody in there, everyone putting forth their efforts to – uh, support the greater good. So at the end of the day, it's going to behoove every, they're going to help each other and support each other to get out as quickly as possible as organized as possible. So everyone makes it out kind of on what Dana was saying. I don't want to be wrong, but I don't think I am wrong. And kind of the Casey barbecue comment at the end of the day, I mean, we're probably going to be out for ourselves trying to grab bags and I mean, there'll be people that want to help out, but at the end of the day, it's going to be a free-for-all. So that's kind of the main differences you're going to be seeing. And, and Brian, I don't know if it's the bags as much. I wouldn't care about that. But mm-hmm. but your children and your family. And in an emergency, you know, that this is why they ask you, Scott, you have to take that exit row very seriously. At the emergency exit, they will say, I need a verbal. In the event of an emergency, are you ready to help other passengers? And you have to verbally look at the flight attendant and say, well, yes. Well, 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 they tell you, look at me. And say, I need a verbal. Right. And then did I tell you I was on a flight about a year ago where they moved someone from the emergency exit site because she said, I'm sorry, who are you traveling with? Do you do you have family on the plane? And he goes, yeah, my mom is back there. And I've got a couple, you know, they were, they were flying like six or seven. They checked the okay. manifest. And she said, I'm so sorry. If you're flying with family, you cannot be... You can't sit in those That's how those she rows? explained it. And she said, oh. is there someone willing to switch with this gentleman because we cannot have him sitting here? And the thinking is, because in an emergency, instead of helping everyone around you, you, you would, would, you would jump go to up help your family. and run back and get your kid. I see. You would go back to help your mom or yep. grab your and kid. And these were all adults, by the way, Scott. He didn't have right. like an infant in another row. He had like... It, they were like five adults our age, but they were all related. And she said, I noticed, is your name Mr. Henningberger or whatever? And you're a Henningberger. She said, we can't have you in this well, row. Well, why wouldn't they figure that out when they're putting together the the law? I don't know. I had never, and I fly a pretty decent amount. I had never heard of that happening. But it makes sense, right? Uh, Matt in Kansas City. Matt, hi. Hi, I was just calling to uh, kind of give a personal experience because I was just in Japan a few weeks ago uh, and actually was in the part that uh, had the earthquake, so that's kind of scary. But Oh, wow. Um, yeah, so seeing those pictures was kind of scary since I was just at some of those places. But um, as far as, like, Japanese society goes, like, you really, 
you don't really understand it until you've been there. But yeah, it's like it's like a finely coordinated ballet. Everybody moves in in a like completely correct way, and and you don't have to guess where people are in lines or like how to act in a certain situation because everyone is just completely orderly basically all the time, no matter where they are or what they're doing. Uh, sitting in like a train in Japan is like one of the quietest places I've ever been in my life. In a really? Yeah, they they're just they're quiet. They're polite. That's the social norm there. If you even speak like in a loud conversational tone, then people will kind of turn around and start looking at you because it's so unusual. No kidding. Yeah, it's it's very it's it's a it was a very interesting experience for sure. Uh, but I'm not surprised at all to hear that they would react that way while in a plane because. Uh, that's how they reacted in every other place that I saw uh, Japanese people on, like, public transportation while I was over there. Matt, thank you for the call. Do appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Be well. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Shane in Olathe, you get the last word. Shane, hi. Hey, Happy New Year, everybody. Same to you. Happy um, New Year. I, I, I'm going to take the opposite opinion. I think that we would be okay. I think in a... in an emergency situation like that, I'm, I'm going to refer back to 9-11 and the videos of the hallways of people just trying to calmly get to where they need to go. Um, I, I think you're in an emergency situation like that. You get hyper-focused. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'd like to think that everybody would, you know, not try to, you know, George Costanza their way out of the, uh, <laughs> out of the fuselage there. Um, you know, I, I think we, I think we'd be okay. Well, you, you know, I, I, I'd like to think Shane that, that, uh, we're just down on on being American, and that if if that plane landed in Kansas City, and it clipped a Coast Guard plane, I'd like to think, I would like to think, yeah, that we would all very patiently just say, okay, all right, be patient but urgently with focus. Yeah, yes, we are going to exit this plane in an orderly fashion. Mm-hmm. If there's a Coast Guard plane in Kansas City, we have a separate emergency that we haven't addressed yet. Well, that is true. That is true. So. All right. On to the um, infant-toddler issue that we experienced last night. What happened? That I recorded because I was with one of my dearest friends, Wendy, and I want you to know that this went on for 52 minutes because we back-timed when we arrived at the restaurant and when the small child was hauled out of the restaurant, okay? okay? I'm just gonna play one portion of the video. Keep in mind this went on for 52 minutes from the moment we sat down to the moment they finally removed this child, okay? All right. I hear hear a kid in the background screaming. The phone is picking up the immediate ambient noise from the bar. Right. That scream is picked up on my phone from the opposite side of the restaurant. And I am telling you, Scott. (laughs) Oh, my God. If you are listening, you know who you are. (laughs) 52 minutes before they hauled that toddler out of there. And we watched him leave because it was... You know when a toddler has had enough, and it was probably oh, sure. eight seven thirty p.m. last night, way past the kids' bedtime. Probably didn't have a nap. Where they are arching their back to flail out of your arms because they are so done. Yeah. 
That <laughs> piercing scream went on in bursts for almost an hour. And you could tell every time it would, you know, shatter the silence of an otherwise very quiet, quaint space. Was this a nice restaurant? Yes. Okay. The servers were like, uh, I mean, you could, everyone was having a visceral, guttural reaction, not to the toddler, to the parents parents of the child. And I'm just going to call it out. You were at the Bristol last night. A screaming toddler does not get to go to the Bristol for 52 minutes and disrupt everybody else who was there. I'm t- I'm calling it what it was. You know who you are if you're listening. I can't so, quite hear you because my ears have been damaged in a way that I cannot describe. Huh? Right. I felt so bad for the servers, for everyone on that side of the restaurant, and I honestly I felt bad for the kid. I'm like, "Get that kid out of here." So you and I love the Bristol. Love it. I'm a I'm a huge fan. One of my favorite spots. Yes. Delicious oysters. Delicious. But between the screaming kid last night and the, the octogenarian elder, make, the making elderly out elderly making out couple. <laughs> I did. I said to our waiter, what is in the water here? What is going on over there? Look, Wendy and I had this entire <laughs> conversation last night after a very nice cup of bisque. <laughs> what, was it lobster I had bisque? A Diet Coke and I had a glass was, of red. Was it the lobster yes, bisque? It was. Okay. That look, there are certain things and freedoms that you give up. Yes. When you have a toddler. And an 8 p.m. meal at the Bristol is one of them. And a movie. Not on the list for a, a couple f- of years. And a flight. Please don't fly. That's why when I said there were eight babies on that flight, yep. Scott, why would anyone maintain a screaming toddler for 52 minutes? We've all been there. Look, I'm a breeder. I get it. I remember there were times where we were out for whatever reason. Yep. But the second someone starts with the ear-shattering Screech. Yeah. You get up. And you leave. And you go to the car. That's right. That's okay, right. like, I will I will handle this. I'm going to go out to the car. You finish your meal. We've all done that. You finish your dinner. I'm going to go out to the car. I'm, I'm going to take care of the kid. Yeah. We're going to sit in the we're going to sit in the back yep. seat. This is a reminder of why we don't do this. Right. I, I can I can to this day remember when Sarah God, she would have been four or five months old. We had my mom come over to the house, mm-hmm. and we wanted to go to Lawrence <laughs> to have dinner. Oh yeah, we did. And you know, you we, hadn't yet realized that that part of your life was over. No, we did. No, we did realize that part of our life was over. We had mom come over to the house. This would have been in two thousand one. Mom came over to the house and babysat Sarah, so we could drive to Lawrence, go out, and have dinner, and come back. That's right. Now, when you have children, Scott, th- there are things in your life that if you don't have somebody to come over to babysit the kid, yeah. you give up. Th- there were probably 50 people on the main side of the restaurant and another 40 at the bar. And all you could hear, you would just get into a conversation and then, and, and I just thought, what, what did it I just thought like? how long is this going to go on? And I'm curious <laughs> if you work in a restaurant, if you work in a restaurant. Have you ever said to a family, you got to go. You have, I am so sorry. We are so happy to serve you any other time but right now. With that kid. Because you are disrupting everybody else. 
who is here. An outburst is one thing. Outbursts happen. Oh, but what God, happens Sam, in this kid's home when the baby starts screaming? They just on. ignore it? Well, I mean, there's well, something to be said for putting him to bed when it's time to go to bed. Yeah, you just, the door. Him, you just put him to bed. Well, I don't disagree with that, but even if the baby is blood-curdling, screaming for 52 minutes, you're going to leave that door shut and just be like, he'll figure it out. We all just, uh, yes. yes. We, we all have yes. that moment, Scott, where you know you get up and you go because there is a point of no return yeah. with a toddler. And this was maybe a one-year-old. Mm-hmm. There is a point of no return. He not only surpassed that point of no return, he he done crashed on through it. 913-586-7798, 586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. Got us a convoy. Oh, we had a convoy. 6th of June. Uh, Lupe in Prairie Village. Hi. Hi. Hi, Scott. Hi, Dana. I'm so excited to talk to you. Yes, me too. I love you guys. You are amazing. So thank you for making me laugh. Well, thank you. Dana, you and I met years and years ago when you came to Somerset Elementary to do a talk for my kids. Oh, good. And uh, it's been a long time, but I was calling to um, address the issue of the toddler, the screaming toddler. I have to tell you, I have two daughters. They're close in age. Our oldest daughter, uh, Becca, was just a cakewalk. She was just fantastic. Our younger daughter, Koki, she was quite the handful. Uh, All the euphemisms, oh, she's so spirited. Oh, she's going to go far in life, (laughs) et cetera, et cetera. Has done all of those things, as you can well imagine. But anyway, um, I just want to tell you that we went to family restaurants, you know, like the Pizza Hut over in Corinth, and, you know, we would go to a kid's movie and we'd go to the library. And by golly, as soon as she would start acting up, I would just say, okay, time to go. Wrap and it up. either my husband would go, yep, wrap it up. It's time to go, guys. And uh, lots of times my husband would say, you know what, you stay here with Becca, I'll take Cookie out. And all will be well. So I applaud you for bringing this to light. I'm like you. When you've got little ones like that, you've got to plan around them, you know. And like you said, Scott, if you want to have a night out, then by golly, find somebody. Come stay with your kid and uh, go out and have a good time. So anyway, uh, love the show, guys. Happy New Year. Wishing you both so many good things. Happy New Year to you, Lupe. Thank you for the call. I think one of the reasons I'm so annoyed when this happens is that we have lived that and we went through it and I remember those days and I remember how badly you do want to go out and do some of those things. Mm-hmm. But I also remember not doing that because I didn't want to be that person that is ruining the experience. And I was always so stressed out when one of them would start screaming like, oh, got, you, gotta go, gotta you, go. You, you, you felt guilty. Oh, in seconds. Yeah, you felt guilty Wrap about it. Up. it. Yeah. Check, please. Uh, if we were, I, I never, I don't ever remember taking, I remember taking, Sarah to a restaurant, but I don't ever remember taking her to the movies. And, I mean, and if, I've if it never was a Pixar, maybe, but even well, then, eh. for them to enjoy, right, right. But um, I, I've never understood the idea of, hey, we're going to go to an adult movie, and we're going to take our six-month-old child. That's a good idea. Mike in Kansas City. Mike, hello. Hey, guys. Thanks for taking my call. I'll be quick. Okay. Uh, I have five children. My oldest is 13 and my youngest is 13 months. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we've been taking our kids wherever we go forever. I mean, they've been on airplanes. They've been to restaurants. But absolutely. I mean, I remember a time not too long ago with the baby that we were at a place. The food just came and 
it was time to go. And we ended up taking the food home in to-go bags. So, uh, you know, you have to be willing to, to do what you got to do. Like you, Dana, though, I feel guilty immediately as soon as they start screaming. Hey, like just having a bad night. A it's a perfectly beautiful child. Just having a bad night. We're out of here. Yeah, and you know, you just do what you got to do, and you know, you you would want somebody else to do that to you if you were out. Well, and and, so. and and sometimes the kids just don't want to cooperate, and that's right. and that and that's okay. Absolutely, but but, but when but when they're not willing to cooperate, you have to remove yourself from the situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Thanks for taking my call, guys. All right, man. Happy New Year. And and I bet you the staffs around the restaurants are told, and I mean plural staffs are told, don't say anything because uh, then you get the bad Yelp review. You Mm -hmm. get they kicked our family out. They're anti-family. They're anti-kids. You have to wonder, and and you know, Bristol is super nice, super quiet. You go there because it's nice and quiet. That with with. Certain restaurants, and I'm not going to put a price point on it, but like, let's say the James Beard award winning restaurants. You don't think for one second a manager would come over and say, I am so sorry. Is there something we can do to help resolve the situation? Mm. No. You don't? No. I, Scott, man, I don't know. Like, like, okay, would you, would you, you not have, consider the Bristol a James yes, Beard restaurant? I, it's very nice. I, let's say there's 200 people dining. At $100 a head at Corvino's Supper Club, one of my favorite places in town. You don't think they would come out and say, we, we cannot have a screaming child for 52 minutes. We can't. They didn't last night at the Bristol. Mm. I, I want to know what is the ratio. Is it how many people are in the restaurant versus how many people were disrupting? Is it price per plate? What and if there's I, a private party and they've got those little partitions that look like doors but aren't really mm, doors? No, nope, so it's got to be a closed door. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's got to okay. be a closed door. Gotcha. Got to be a closed door. Plus, that, that restaurant echoes. You know that. It's got the big old nice dome up top. It's a, it's a great restaurant. Yeah. That squealing bounced off that dome and just smacked the rest of us in the face all night. <laughs> Quick break for the news. <laughs> Can I get another bottle of wine, please? And wine bomb's got the news coming up here. Uh, in two minutes, Sam Stevie the third. She is Dana Wright. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at KMBZ.com. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, oh.